Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where we talk about what's morally right to you. Today, we will be talking about pharmacies and medication. Yes, pharmacies and medication. Why? Well, there's so many, so many different things and problems and issues with medication that you know they even build laws now to stop you from getting certain medications that's been a norm in american society for many many generations and the problem with that is now people that were codependent on these certain drugs and medications can't afford to get them or you know might get ill without them and it's just sad that that so many of these things are getting blacklisted and then on top of that is a a serious issue of people not being able to afford medications i mean medications are to be honest should never be skyrocket prices there was a guy who was on american greed who i can't remember his name but he had an issue with the wu-tang clan over one album they made they only made one album and they were going to give it to their biggest fans. This guy ended up getting it because he was rich. And he had took a medication. I know the Wu-Tang crap was different. But anyway, he, there was a medication that was like, I guess, $6 a pill or something like that. And then he ended up raising it to like $20, $30 a pill, which made it unaffordable for anybody to be able to purchase to take care of themselves and you know, get over whatever illness. I forget exactly what the medication was for, what the, you know, medical issues it could be used for. Maybe it was like someone on a certain, you know, disease or a certain uh, medical problem that they needed to fix. I can't, you know, you know where I'm going. I'm trying to say the words, but I can't say it right. So anyway, the whole thing I'm trying to say is this guy charged way more than what it was for and ended up, you know, going to, you know, Supreme Court and some other stuff to try to prove that, you know, what he was doing was valid. He ended up getting charged for, you know, overpricing the medication. And a lot of people got sick and, you know, complained. And this is why the guy ended up in, you know, jail or prison, I should say, for doing this. And the company that was manufacturing the medication for them, which will medic, which, you know, I don't know if I should say it, but they will make medication for anybody as long as they can pay the bill. So if you wanted to make some kind of new medication for diabetes, they'll make it, they'll tailor make a, a sample for you and you can go on and put it on the market and start making money. This is the fast way for some people who decide they want to invest the money and can get rich and a lot of wealthy people do this you know they invest in medication with the doctor or some kind of company and they give it to this company which i believe is uh homed in utah where they you know experiment with different forms of uh, medication to try to make something that can stabilize a certain illness or uh, a virus or you know an uh anyway 
So, what I'm trying to say is this. It's just, it's outrageous that they charge these outrageous prices. You got family members that are, you know, dying. People that fight because their relatives can't afford to buy a certain medication. Or a family member dies because they can't afford that certain medication. Or gets really ill. And these companies, they just make all these prices. charge different places, prices. And... It just becomes unbearable for the person who has to work and do all these things to save money to try to help their family member or themselves. In a lot of cases, it's people who try to take care of themselves, but they can't. And then they become a burden to their family members because they have nobody else to turn to to help them with their medical issues. And the medication that is given sometimes isn't helping at all. So the ones that are because they'll make the generic kind of generic medication or something that could ultimately help somebody isn't right. Now, the problem with that is, is that people want to, you know, get the cheaper thing because they can't afford the expensive thing. And I think genetic medication, even though in some cases it might be good for people, is actually flawed because you know it's not the original medication they need. And so I believe a lot of illnesses and medical issues that are brought up and happens to people is based off the fact that they're getting these generic products and not the original. And it's sad that the medication uh, board, administration or whatever, decides to put these things out there to make a profit. I mean, that's the honest to God truth. They're just trying to make a profit. They're not getting the main products sold fast enough because it costs too much. So they'll make a generic version until they're able to a time to be able to afford the original version that costs probably $20 a pill or whatnot. The main thing that was expensive and people were sucking them up was codeine, oxycodone, uh, what do you call it? You know, even flexorols that sometimes are getting sold on the streets. These medications or known for being fucking used to, you know, sell as drugs on the streets. They're being used as another form of, of heroin, uh, opiates, if you want to call it, oxycontins and, you know, codeine. And, uh, they even got the, the self sumnas. I don't know what that is. It's supposed to be a muscle relaxer. Uh, there's another one, Percocets. Uh, all these medications are now, in my city at least, I don't know about every other city, but in mine, uh, they're used as a form to, you know, get high. And so people are being uh, limited these medications because they know people are getting high off these pills and are trying to continue, you know, their drug addiction with these medications. So. They're putting out a thing where they're trying to blacklist people from getting it, even with people who deserve it. I had an accident last summer and I had a, you know, had a cane and I needed pain medication. I only got one bottle of Oxycontin, even though my leg was like, it felt like, you know, I had lost my leg damn near. My whole hip was messed up and the stuff they were giving me afterwards wasn't doing anything at all. It was like, you know, I don't know if I say I took the pill and usually it would take like 
I don't know how many of those pills to actually stop feeling pain, but I was most likely just sitting around, I'd take one or two, and I would hurt now. The thing they were giving me were called naproxen. Naproxen is a form, a higher form of, uh, of uh, uh, ibuprofen. So they weren't really helping at all. You know, the pain was there, it was staying there, it was continuous, and I really needed it to heal. I wanted to heal. I'm used to my legs being able to do things, and it didn't help at all. And it's sad that one person can ruin something for the rest of us. And the fact that these people that get high don't think of the repercussions of everybody else. And they're actually ultimately a burden on people. So, so many drugs are made and there's people out there deliberately trying to get these drugs to get high, to experiment on certain drugs to see if they can get high. And once they get high on these drugs they're experimenting with, they're trying to sell it on the street. And that's the truth, as long as it got truth. So, you know, that's why we got FDA regulations, you know, regulations on drugs and stuff like that. Now, here's something I thought about recently. And one of the reasons why I'm talking about this today on the podcast is because I realized something about this whole medication flaw, okay? They got people, like I said, running around trying, dying begging to get medication to keep their family members and themselves alive and yet they you know charge us outrageous right uh, prices and rates but at the same time this vaccine hits us all COVID-19 okay and the thing about it is they just willingly just put a vaccine out three types of vaccines okay three different types out into the public unregulated you know and free to everybody which means at any given time they can just give people the medication they need but let's be honest about it they don't want to heal people they don't want to give people a cure you know if you sold a cure to people then you they would stop making money it's honestly got true the pharmacies the doctors all of them, they would stop making money. These laboratories that make the medication stop making money. And that's why they keep these pills going. They keep these medications going so they can keep making money off of people. It's sick, it's sad, it's disgusting. And ultimately, it's morally wrong. Because think about it, Jesus just went out. Now, of course, we don't have the ability to powers like a god or a demigod or even a saint or whatever that goes out and just heals people just by touching them or by speaking to them or in some cases like forget what the woman did where she just touched Jesus and she was healed it's it's you know we live in a reality where miracles happen very seldom and that has to do with the human condition I think not the fact that God's not there, it has the fact that people truly lost faith or doesn't have enough, you know? So that's probably why we don't see a lot of miracles. But when it comes to the healing part of the, the miracles, uh, this was somebody that said, we're gonna cure people. And that's exactly what Jesus did, that's exactly what so many others have done in these 
legend of you know, histories, you know, things. So, what I'm saying is, these people can cure us, they can cure whatever it is. Like, there's a cure for AIDS, there's a cure for all this stuff. And, I mean, look at Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson's been no diagnosed with AIDS for a long time. And Magic Johnson, what? Still alive. Why is he still alive? Because he's able to have the medication. He's got the money to afford the medication that could actually cure that disease. And what's funny about it is people don't talk about that. You know, they'll just say, oh, I mean, back when I was a kid, that's all they talked about. You know, through the 80s and the 90s, all they talked about was uh, people with HIV and AIDS dying, that there's no cure. And somewhere around the 2000s and stuff, early 2000s, between 2000 and 2010, people stopped talking about it. People stopped giving out awareness about it. And it's because there's been a cure the whole time. It's just they just wanted to make a big profit and I guess thin out the numbers. And that's what you gotta look at too when it comes to a lot of things, especially with medication. They're trying to thin out the numbers of people on this earth that they felt, you know, which is actually kind of messed up because you don't know what kind of skills, abilities, or talent that person may have. But you're trying to thin out the numbers in a population growth where some people are beneficial to society, but because you feel the need to control something, you feel that their life is less worthy than somebody else's. And that is wrong. Even though I believe a person that's overdosing on drugs is way less worthy than the rest of us because they're a burden on society. So many drug addicts are. And it's it's not because, you know, they're victims or they got, you know, people want to say they got a sickness or illness. That's a sickness that you can control. You know, that's an illness you can control. You can control yourself from saying, like, just for example, oh, I'm going to have a drink today. Or I'm not going to have a drink today. You can control that. That's a decision. It's not an illness that's sitting there where every day you need something because you're in chronic, you know, pain. You're in chronic pain. You're suffering. Maybe you got a breathing problem. You need this constantly so you can breathe like the rest of us. You know, that's something that is a sickness, that illness or whatever that needs to be treated, that needs to be cured, but yet they charge a high rate for people to get the medication. Unlike people who are on drugs and dope themselves up so bad to a form to where they don't even look recognizable, they mess themselves up so their brain doesn't function on the level of sanity. They mess themselves up to where they can't consume certain types of foods and stuff like the rest of us so that's illnesses that they can control they can say hey i don't want no heroin or hey i need to stay off of crack whatever the hell the drug is they can fix that you know i know people say that crack isn't a thing anymore whatever i don't know I mean, i'm not a drug addict i just smoke pot and drink when i did you know i still drink though drinks my thing nowadays i'm older weed ain't even you know, pot is changed, and, and it's changed because people have done so many things to it. Now there's all these different names, legals, government mandated in some places. And the thing with marijuana is, you know, it's a thing where, you know, it's a sociable drug. Let's just be honest. It's one where you can kick it and drink and watch a movie or something. It's bullshit with your friends. But the thing about it is, 
you know, from back when I was a teenager and stuff, and I discovered this stuff and all this stuff in between in the twenties and stuff, weed was different. Now it's like overpowerful in your brain. I got this thing called dabs. It doesn't. Even, it just. I it mean, it's not weed to me. It's just chemicals. You know, it really is. It's just chemical weed. You know, or whatever. Or maybe THC or whatever. Or whatever the hell it's supposed to be. It's not weed. It's not. It's just some chemical stuff they put together. And then the whole thing about DPT and all this shit or CBD or I mean, you know, it's just it's really ridiculous and redundant and ultimately is damaging people because there's there's a way I mean there's a way you smoke weed and you make people lazy I guess in some cases some people like to flip out they like that weed that make them just hyperactive and all that me I'm not with that so it's just it's a choice to continue to smoke marijuana a choice not to even though there's people who need it medically you know and that's been a thing for a long time that marijuana is a medically prescribed drug for people who are i forget what kind of chronically ill there was some person if i remember right i've seen on the news who was artistic in some kind of way uh bound to a chair and then when they smoked weed it was able to make them feel more functional and able to learn things Weed has its qualities, I think, depending on the individual. I think so. I don't think everybody needs to smoke it. And I don't think it, it works the same with everybody. Or they wouldn't come up with all these different strands. They know this. Or they wouldn't say, hey, here's a strand that can make you fall asleep. Here's a strand that can keep you calm. This one's for depression. I've never heard that shit until recently. You know, growing up, like I said, you just get some weed, you smoke it, that's it. It wasn't no CBDs and all this crap. It was just weed. You know, you get it, you smoke it, wow, bam, no. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, I got Maui Wally, or I got Purple Kush, or I got something like that. And that was it. You know, now there's like billions of different names, billions of different strands. They all have a different purpose. And they're all, so you know that it's not the same. You know, I mean, you can ask anybody from my generation, lovely Generation X, and they'll all tell you the same thing. You know, weed was just weed, you know. But the thing about it is, I think the only thing that's different about it is people struggled in different ways to get weed. You know, like steal stuff or not even steal stuff. Let's just say they would go to extremes to get weed. You know, you buy weed going to places where neighborhoods are fucked up to get weed or you're dealing with the wrong people to get weed and all that so the fact that you can go I mean to me it was weird that you can go to a store and buy weed now it looked like in some places it looked like a damn museum or a bank and they're selling weed and it's like okay I just say marijuana I keep saying weed but it just doesn't make sense I mean yeah it's safer to do that but at the same time it's just giving the government more money or the state more money to mess up but none of it's going to a good purpose and because it's a non-sensual product eventually it will be taxed more as time go on especially if people are continuing to get stimulus checks and other government fundings they'll start taxing taxing non-sensual 
products. And that's the problem with COVID that people are not aware of because they're just so in dire need of money. You know, even though COVID seems to be over, they said there's a new strand coming around and it's starting over again. But the whole thing about it is these people are bored and they're going to go get weed. And stimulus checks come. These people are going to ultimately, what, what? They're going to ultimately be taxed on non-essential needs. When I say this, I mean like alcohol. I mean cigarettes. And of course, marijuana. Because these are the things that are somewhat legal now. Well, at least marijuana is somewhat legal. Everything else is cigarettes and alcohol. And so they get taxed. The prices go up. And people go, oh my God, it's expensive. I need to quit this and that. But they can't because they're codependent on it. I think... I don't know what's worse, to be honest with you, to be codependent on another individual or to be codependent on a product or something that's been made. I don't know what's worse, because ultimately, if you're codependent on somebody, it means you have a lack of belief in yourself and you don't trust yourself or ultimately you're afraid of things in the world and you need somebody to protect you. So it's actually kind of bad because you're, you're, you're crippling yourself to be able to live in a way where you can succeed and function properly. And when it comes to being codependent on a drug or anything like that, you're weakening your body, of course, and changing your DNA, obviously, by obtaining these things into your body. But what makes it worse is the fact that you feel like you can't live without it or you can't separate yourself from it because it's an addictive habit after a while you're so used to doing it without it you feel odd that's why i think so many people have problems quitting smoking cigarettes is they've done it for so long and then when they want to quit you know it's just like something just triggers them they need it again i know when i stop trying to stop smoking cigarettes the thing that bothers me the most is interacting with people because as soon as you do you can be sit back for three days not smoke you be in your house sit back three days not smoke don't want a cigarette you want to quit and you're fine as long as you do things that keep you busy as soon as you get out and start talking to people Someone says the wrong thing, starts stressing you out. Somebody's going, blah, 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 blah. And everything you know, you're like, dang, I need a cigarette. <laughs> you just stress the hell out. And you want something to make you relax a little bit. So, you know, and there's so many different things you can be eating. And then you need a cigarette afterwards. I mean, that's a common thing. The thing that trips me out the most is that they got about cigarettes out of bars around here in Portland. And it, it seems odd to me, well, especially when they did it originally. Because I was like, used to go into the bar, playing video poker, smoking a cigarette, and having a drink. I think alcohol, whiskey, I should say, and rum and all that goes hand in hand with cigarettes. And if you get rid of the cigarettes, then it makes it a little uncomfortable to drink. So it's like better to drink where you're at, you know, instead of going to a bar. You know, if you're a cigarette smoker, I'm just saying, because who wants to go stand outside, look like a dummy? Why? Everybody else is enjoying themselves inside. So that's where I'm at with that situation. But there's no medical thing that's involved with cigarettes that makes it good. But the thing about it is cigarettes is one of them things where people have medications to help people quit smoking. And it comes to these patches, the gum, they even got the fake cigarettes, all this stuff. And 
ultimately that's a market they knew they can profit off of if so many people want to quit they know that it's attached with or they say it's attached with cancer because some people I mean I know some people that smoked their whole life and never got cancer or anything like that so it depends on people I said, people, everybody's made different, tailor-made different, so, you know, certain things, when alcoholism's the same thing, you know, they're going to charge certain rights, I mean, prices for things that can help people get off of alcohol, and it's no different, but the thing about it is, it's all about profit, it's all about financial gain with these medical places, the doctors, the strivers, these, you know, they put it out there so they can make the money. They're not curing anybody. There's no cure that is free except for the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> I said it all wrong. But, and I just, you know, throwing it out there because it's, it's really odd to me. And I've been pondering. It's just really odd to me that this one thing can be sent out to fix everything because they know it's a threat to all humanity. But yet, believe it or not, I don't care. You can say it's China and all this crap, but it was tailor-made to human DNA. It was put out there by these people who invested money in it. There's something on YouTube or something I've seen on Fox News where they pretty much said Dr. Fauci's people paid this facility in China to tailor-make the COVID-19 virus. They used a woman that studied the bat research and another guy who was a scientist in some form of biology. And they put them together, paid for them to stay in this lab and make this virus. And once they made it, it was unleashed on purpose. And then they blamed these two scientists for the creation of something as if they did it on their own, even though they were paid to go in there and make this, you know, deadly virus to all humanity. And I believe that. I believe that because there's no way to just two scientists gonna make something. I mean, they're not Bruce Banner. They're not, you know what I'm saying, Spider-Man or something, where they're in a lab and they figure something out. Eureka, I made something. No, they, nowadays everything has to do with money. So you have to invest money into making a scientific product. And you should know this if you watch Smallville, Lex Luthor's plan for these fucking projects with these scientists. These scientists are fulfilling Lex Luthor's plan. And he goes, What about my money? You should have thought of that before you took my money. <laughs> he destroys the lab, takes the research as if they were never working on anything at all, and kills the scientists. Even though that's comic book Superman stuff, I'm just saying, this stuff really happens in real life, and that's exactly what happened with this COVID-19 virus. They tailor-made it, they paid for it, and when it didn't go their way, they blamed the scientists that did it, and ultimately stretched themselves out of the research project, so that they had no blame or no parts within it. And that's what I believe. And maybe I'm crazy, whatever, he's oh, Shelby, that's just fucking hearsay. You know, you're reaching now, you're going too far, whatever. But I just believe this stuff. Everything's controlled for a reason. Like I said, it's not morally right. Any of this stuff I'm talking about when it comes to, you know, bringing money out to the people. The people need their own 
Oh, I just think people need their own protection when it comes to medication. Now, it's not saying that they need lawyers to sit there and monitor everything that comes up. You know, I just think that any real people who truly care about helping people to put these things out here to protect the people when they're purchasing these things or they start to get ill and they start to make a decision on what medication they should have. I believe you truly need somebody to regulate these things. That way you don't even have doctors just give these fake prescriptions out to people that, you know, they like or whatever or getting paid to do under the table, you know, and they're able to eliminate all that, you know. But, like I said, God just went out and healed people and cured them, you know, in many different ways and many different people with the ultimate being Jesus, you know. There's tons of stories of people being healed or resurrected. And I ultimately believe in resurrection nowadays is a whole different thing because everybody's being resurrected as soon as they start putting those little panel things on your chest, you know, boom, oh, he's back, you know, oh, they brought him back. So, but it ain't like, you know, they said it's not no miracle form, it's more of a scientific form. And you know, science works in many different ways and flaws in many different ways because people believe uh, non-facts to be facts nowadays. And that's just crazy. But on all being said, there needs to be a new system on how medication needs to be made. Because honestly, like I said, COVID-19 vaccine, free medication for all. Think about that. It takes a deadly virus that wants to destroy all of humanity to make one thing free for everybody. That's crazy compared to thousands upon thousands and millions of people who have died desiring and needing medication to keep them alive. And that's just wrong. So anyway, with that being said, my name is Shelby Lee Clouds, and this has been Moral High Ground. Hopefully I gave you something to think about. Peace be with you all, and blessings upon you, always.